Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are making sense of the markets with Lori Pinkowski, a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team at 604-695-LORI or visit the website at pinkowski.ca. Lori, great to check in with you today. You as well, Jill. How are you? I'm very well. How about you? Uh, doing great. Markets are in the green this morning and looking to make November one of the strongest months in the last century. So to put that in perspective, uh, the S&P 500 is up 8%. Uh, the equal weight S&P 500, which is important that equally weights all of the companies in the S&P 500. So it gives us more of a gauge of how the actual index is doing, not just those big guys. Uh, uh, the magnificent seven, as they say, um, and that is also up eight percent in November. Uh, the Dow up six point three, Nasdaq up ten percent, and the TSX up five and a half percent. So the rally continues to strengthen because investors believe that interest rates have peaked and the U.S. economy will be able to avoid a recession and, and pull off a, a soft landing. And I think that's what's important. And you know, uh, you know, I've been talking about this for weeks on CKNW, even during that correction that, you know, we didn't believe this was going to turn into something greater. And we had to wait for that Fed pause to really see a significant rally in markets. And uh, and that's what we've seen. So, again, it's it pays not to panic when you see some of those corrections, as some investors probably sold out their portfolio, moved to GICs, panicked. And now you look at these returns in November. Uh, I'm sure many of those people wish they had stayed in. Yeah, but that is good news, though, when you were talking about November being one of the strongest months. That's uh, that's great news. Did Black Friday play into that at all? Yeah, when you look at uh, consumers, consumers are also very strong. Black Friday, uh, e-commerce spending rose by 7.5% compared to last year, reaching a record $9.8 billion in online sales. Um, you know, Cyber Monday, top estimates spending $12.4 billion, or up 9.6% year over year. So, you know, those who have been calling for a recession in the U.S., uh, for most of this year, and now we've been calling for one next year, I mean, it's very difficult to predict that sort of thing. But when you also see GDP in the U.S. has been revised uh, to 5.2%, uh, you've got consumer spending, you've got low unemployment. Like at this point in the U.S., there's no recession in sight. Hmm. And I think that's really important to note when looking, um, you know, as to what to invest in uh, as you go into 2024, your allocation uh, to stocks, bonds, uh, money market, GICs, that sort of thing. You want to be listening to your financial advisor at this time because this is a real change, this rally that we've seen in the last few weeks uh, in terms of what's uh, gonna, what markets are going to look like going forward into 2024. Uh, and you mentioned in the States, uh, what about uh, in Canada, GDP, we saw the GDP on the unemployment rate uh, released. Yeah, uh, Canadian GDP will uh, come out Thursday. It's expected to remain flat. Um, and in terms of unemployment, it's expected to stay relatively the same at 5.8%. And that's coming out on Friday, actually. So mm-hmm. Canada's economy is is weaker than the US. And, I, you know, again, this affects us as Canadians. It doesn't always affect your portfolio. What is going on with this, you know, with the Fed in the US and interest rates and inflation, that's more what's, you know, directing where markets 
markets are going. Uh, in terms of he here in Canada, um, you know, what the Bank of Canada does in terms of when are they going to reduce rates? You know, how slow is our economy going to get? What's going to happen to our real estate market? That affects us as Canadians here. And that's, a, again, it's important to keep our eyes on both sides of the border uh, for various reasons. And we uh, there was an update as well on the end of the Q3 earnings season. What is that looking like? Well, Q3 uh, earnings have been good. 82% uh, of um, companies have beat expectations. Uh, we are seeing uh, Canadian banks uh, start off the week, Bank of Nova Scotia. Uh, they missed earnings estimates, and they also set aside um, a large amount of money for possibly sour loans, um, and that amount was $1.2 billion. So, you know, the question again with these Canadian banks, the rest are going to be reporting later this week, is, you know, what are they seeing that we may not be seeing, you know? And again, this all has to do with high interest rates, uh, people not being able to afford uh, those payments. And so, again, I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on the Bank of Canada to reduce rates uh, rather sooner than later. And I believe the estimates for 2024 is that they're going to uh, reduce rates by anywhere between 0.75 and 1%. And, you know, again, that's just an estimate. Who knows? It could be more than that if they see uh, kind of more volatility or more softness, I should say, in the real estate market. Interesting. And uh, I understand, too, a lot of companies are actually surpassing expectations. Yeah, you know, it's um, it's it's been a better earnings season than we've seen in a long time. And, you know, we've seen some strength in consumer discretionary, IT, communication services, um, you know, and then going forward, I think, you know, there's been a lot of companies, you know, not just earnings, but in terms of their stock price has been left behind because as rates went higher, a lot of these kind of areas suffered, such as utilities, um, some of the real estate investments out there, even banks were soft and, and telecommunications companies. So I think that going uh, into next year that you're going to see a lot of these other areas play catch up, right? It was a lot of technology stocks that did well uh, this year. And so there's a lot of room for the markets to move higher, actually, especially in that equal weight index, which, I would, which I've been referring to, to me is a better gauge on really what's going on up there. Because if you look at the S&P 500, when you think of Amazon and Alphabet and um, Apple and Tesla and NVIDIA and, and so on, there's a, you know, seven companies that make up a really large percentage of the S&P 500. Um, you know, so it's not the best gauge, but now that the equal weight is moving higher, that means there's breadth is improving. That means more companies are participating with this rally. And that's the first time we've seen that in a year and a half. And that's why this change is so important. And let's talk a little bit about bad bond funds. What are these? Yeah, you know, I want to bring this to the attention of our listeners because I, you know, we've had people come in, they call from the radio, they bring in their portfolio, we take a look at it, we do an analysis. And a lot of people had moved to bonds, um, you know, given that 2022 was a bad year, the stock market, albeit it wasn't a great year for the bond market either. Um, as interest rates move up, the price of bonds move down. However, <clears throat> there's, you know, bond funds out there that are just no good over many, many years. And there's bond managers who are active who have done a great job at maneuvering, um, you know, where interest rates are going and they're making changes to the portfolios. And we were shocked to see how bad some of those bank bond funds were actually. And so whether we looked at one bank or another bank, you know, this is like somebody walking to their local bank branch and saying, I'm conservative investor. I need uh, to be, 
uh, invested, um, you know, well, and then that representative kind of puts them in some of these bank bond funds. And when we looked over a long period of time, <clears throat> over a 10 year period, uh, sometimes the annualized returns were like one or 2% annualized. Hmm. Um, you know, even for a bond fund, that's no good. And, you know, you want to make sure that there's no conflict of interest. Are you just being offered what the bank is selling you or are they offering you the best sort of investments that they can? And so when we look at <clears throat> some of the bond managers that we use, they've averaged like 7% annually over 10 years. So, you know, what is the difference? Well, some of those bank bond funds to me are more of a set it and forget it type strategy. They're just putting, uh, investing in some of the bonds that they have even on their books possibly, um, you know, and what you want to have is uh, a bond manager moving and changing and because nothing is static in the stock market or the bond market and changes have to be made, Joe. All right. And we have only got about 30 seconds, but what's uh, an example then of a good bond fund? Yeah, again, one that is more active, that's taking advantage of, you know, for an example, a situation like COVID, people were selling bonds, the bond managers that are good and active were actually buying bonds during that time, they're making changes The returns uh, are reflecting that. So if you take a look at your bond fund and ask for a five or 10 year history, and you're seeing one or 2% annualized return, I'll tell you right now, there's better bond funds to be had. So, so again, bond, the bond market probably will do well uh, going forward as rates move lower. You just want to make sure you're in the right bond, uh, bond funds if you're going to have an allocation to them. All right. That is good advice. Lori, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Great talking to you, Jill. You too. That is Lori Pinkowski, a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can call Lori and her team today at 604-695-LORI. With any questions you have about investing or retirement, you can also visit their website at pinkowski.ca.